Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Santa Claus. This is Parental Guidance Advice with Monty and Allie. Right, and, uh, we're back. I got the most amazing review ever from one of our listeners. He was on a flight listening to us talking about buttholes, balls, and whatever. And he said that he nearly spit his drink. He like busted out loud, laughing out loud. <laughs> when I said I was wondering if the girl who did my Brazilian wax walked out the door with my vagina on the strap. <laughs> and he said the lady next to him was like, What are you listening to? And he goes, I think you might have a new follower. <laughs> I was like, That's awesome. Oh. I'm so glad we can make people laugh. Yes. Because it's the holidays. Hello. Everyone should be cheery. Yeah, right. Aside from y'all Rah. who are in traffic with me or at the mall with me and you're just hateful. Only, yeah, as Mr. P said on his broadcast, uh, <laughs> there's only four more days of shoplifting. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that got people incensed. Uh, they were not. That was not nice. That was God that forbid. Was discriminatory, probably. And well, I'm they like, just had a shooting over in Cumberland. I know. Over some shoes. Over shoes. Shoes. I'm shoes. Like, people fleeing, holding on to their kids, dragging them through yes, the food court. I saw the videos. Yeah. Shoes. It's shoes. Mm-hmm. We're shoes and Popeye's chicken sandwiches. Like, what are we doing? Okay. Those. I'm just going to say it because I'd say it if we were sitting at the mall together. <laughs> You know it. Those are your people. <laughs> yes, they're. Uh, yes, I am upset. Yeah, I am well, disappointed. Uh, well, you should be. I am too. <laughs> My people don't shoot each other over over tennis shoes. It's usually over land. Yeah, I mean it's still over something. <laughs> or a woman. Yeah, or, or a cow truck, or a pig. Or yeah, cow. right, right. The dog. Yeah, but it's not going to be a pair of shoes. No, no. It's, it's still not. something not worth shooting another human being over. Agreed. Oh my God, the spirit of covetousness is high this season. Yes. Mm, right. How many oh, of you are like going to compare your Christmas gifts? We start kids off young with that crap too. Well, why did he get that and I didn't get it? All the other kids got it because you were naughty. It breeds contempt. It breeds <laughs> covetousness and envy and jealousy. That's you know I'm going to hand that to my dad. Your papu, which means grandpa in Greek. Oh, he was so judicious with, or he just hid it from everyone else. Yeah. If he did something more special for me, yeah, because I'm more special. Um, But no, it's because I was a widow and I had a kid and he understood, you know, my plight. That's because you asked for help. I did ask for help. But dad would like get us things that were equal. So one Christmas, he decided that he was going to buy all three girls diamond pendants. Mm -hmm. So no one could be upset and be like, well, yours is bigger. You know, they were all the same. They're identical, yeah. Right. And so um, I still have mine and, and hold it in high regard. But I appreciated that about my father because he never wanted anyone to, he didn't want to create jealousy within the family in the same vein though it was kind of like and this is my take on it to this day because i've been kind of the joseph of my family here's my deal if you're jealous that's your problem yeah it just is because i have to keep myself in check around stuff like that so you know it's kind of like socialism no one gets ahead but i love dad because his heart was not to cause division and he wanted all of us to know that we were loved equally but he was a peace he tried to be a peacekeeper well and that's the problem i know okay because peacekeepers end up causing 
more issues than than not. But to be a peacemaker would have been, I love my daddy, not disparaging him. God rest his soul. He's with Jesus and he was wonderful. However, I would say this to you dads out there, because this really can be a daddy, a daddy struggle. Mm -hmm. Men do not like confrontation, period, end of story. Okay. So whenever it comes to your kids, you're just like, what can I do that is going to keep the peace? Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, you do your family a disservice when you do that, because what I wish my father would have done was taught all of us to love each other for our uniqueness and the fact that he loved us uniquely because we're all uniquely different. Yeah. We're all, and we all had unique needs. And so my needs just happened to be different from my sisters at different seasons of my life. And had he taught all of us that because had he known to taught to yeah. teach all of us that, right? Dad's World War Two, you know, depression baby. He's just happy that we even have anything to give out yeah. at Christmas, right? Yeah, yeah. But navigating the the tumultuous waters, man, of of women mm-hmm. and daughters and kids, and as as the as the uh, patriarch of the family, I know yeah. it can be harrowing. Speaking of harrowing, Alex, so yeah. uh, this tends to be the season whenever a lot of families decide that they're going to stick it out. You know, mm-hmm. just for the holidays. Yeah, we've been talking about that. Yeah. But so quickly ju- back to the Christmas present yeah. point. I was going to say, you know, parents also shouldn't have to make excuses. Like you, I I think what you're coming from is very true to explain the you the uniqueness of the love. Like everyone is different, but it's right. also like kids can be different ages. So yes, your older brother or sister might be getting a cell phone because they're a teenager. Right. But you're five years old. That's right. And those are great life lessons they in this are. age of everything socialism. Yeah, everything should be the same. And it's right. like, no, you are. Right. Th- that's not the responsibility. Those aren't your needs yet. No, not yet. And right. I and you can't explain that. You can, but you don't have children... to make excuses for it. Is right. my point. Like right. you, you have a reason why Sally got this and you got that. And right. it's not because I don't love you any less. Yeah. But it's because the again, those aren't your needs. You got the Barbie mansion because yeah. you're six and right? you love Barbies. And, and your and your older sister's not playing with Barbie anymore as yeah. much. And so she has a different. This is her Barbie mansion. Yeah. Her cell phone, exactly. which is going to cost <laughs> as much as the damn Barbie mansion. It's going to cost more. It's going to cost ten Barbie. <laughs> Because it's like a utility bill every yeah. month for mommy and daddy to pay. Yeah, so fun. <laughs> yeah, right? So fun. So that great point. So yes. I hope that lets some of you parents off the hook and, yeah, and just inspires breathe. you to like have a conversation, have a conversation. about it. Exactly. Yeah, talk about why this is a season of giving, why yeah. certain things happen. I mean, I think it's it's really important to instill the healthy thoughts around gifts yeah. um, and not assigning that well, towards worth. I agree. Thank you. That is so. Because I. Oh I've, my gosh! I'm so glad you went there. I'm. I'm. I say that because I'm with someone who gifts. Like it's interesting. It's like one of their underlying love languages. They they didn't really know about because it means so much to them that someone would spend money on them. Okay. But it also makes them feel very uncomfortable because they there's almost like a part of it that's like I don't know that I'm worth you spending. Got this it. money on me okay. but it but it means so much to them yeah and so i was you know I, we had the conversation why does this make you uncomfortable if i buy you or i surprise you with things and yeah. they're like well i love it like i love like it means so much to me but it's yeah. also it makes me uncomfortable because it's like for them spending money on someone was a big deal growing up right because there wasn't that much of it to go around and that's something so it's like you're damned if you do damned if you don't so if you don't buy someone something that says something (laughs) about their worth and then if you do buy them something that says something about their worth you know and it's like teach your children not to assign their worth towards anything other than it's just inherently given 
by their creator. Exactly. Kind of like our constitutional rights. Yes. Yeah. See how we tie politics back into everything. Everything. I love it. Uh, <laughs> the season. The season. But That's yes, right. The impeachment to- season. The Christmas season. <laughs> this is the Grinch season. Oh, uh, yeah. This is the season that keeps on giving. So, yes. um, how many couples do we know hmm. are staying together for the kids for one more Christmas? That's rough. Yeah. So when you took off for college, and I think Mr. P was just giving us the statistic that, you know, uh, college counselors like mm-hmm. in the fall season as colleges, you know, is uh, taking session, they see an uptick mm-hmm. in students coming in because parents just waited out until the Til kids are out of the house. Until they're out of the house. Right. Yeah. You look at each other, you know, and most of them have been waiting for like 10 years. Yeah. Right. Like that 10th birthday hit. They're like, oh, my God, only eight more years of dealing with this That's because awful. because I'm going to do the right thing. Here, here's yeah. the thinking. I'm going to do the right thing and I'm yeah. going to stay for my kids. I'm going to be the great mom or I'm going to yeah. be the great dad. I don't want to leave them right now. They're this formidable age. And you brought up a good point during our, you know, getting our notes together for this show today. And you were like, divorce will always be a a a post-traumatic moment it's oh, going yeah. to be a traumatic moment that yeah. has consequences no matter if because i said i'd love to see the studies based on should you leave when they're three to five should mm-hmm. you leave before 10 what happens to how do kids deal with it when it's younger mm-hmm. when they're in their teen years at 13 because that's usually when the crap hits the fan of most yeah. kids lives or whenever they're 20 and they're off at college or they're 30 they're mm-hmm. 35 with having their own babies and you two look at each other and go we've literally hated each other for the past 20 years and yeah. we're just pretty tired and of we're it. done Right. So it's always traumatic. It's always right. going in. And, and, and what I was saying is that, you know, as parents, yeah, I, I don't come from a divorced family, so I can't say with any expertise, but I can't, right. I have a lot of friends, yeah, a lot of friends whose parents are divorced. And I can def- definitively say it is always going to be a point of trauma, no matter how old they are. And that doesn't have to discourage you from making the choice between you and your spouse. But just be honest that that you have to mitigate the trauma. You do, regardless of how old they are. Because what I was saying is, you know, yeah, they're 30, they're married, they have their own kids, but you have been their guidepost on marriage for 30 years. Good, bad, or Or indifferent. Just because you're not fighting. Yeah. Does we it, feel things. Right. We are. A lot of, a lot of my friends are like, we don't fight. We don't argue. And I'm like, yeah, but do you touch? No. Do you look in each other's eyes? There's still do that you, simmering tension. Yeah. Are, is she having to hide things? Or This is one of my biggest pet peeves. Mm. Women, this is one of my biggest pet peeves. Okay. If you have to hide what you purchase... From your husband. Yeah. I cannot possibly tell you the damage you're doing to your kids if they know you're doing that. Mm -hmm. Because it completely breeds disrespect, dishonor, and mistrust of the father. It just does. And they don't know that's happening because they're little. But when they get older and they start, you know, kind of seeing their own habits and how they think of the male species and and how they're going to navigate financial issues with another person... It is so damaging. It's not a joke. And how many, how many girlfriends? I have so many friends who laugh about it. They're like, "Well, I'm gonna, you know, well, he'll never notice. He never notices me anyway." There's that's oh, a common theme, right? Yeah, that's I'm a like, whole well, other podcast. That's a whole other indictment, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that sucks. Yeah. But your kids are still watching. Yeah, they see okay, that. So your friends. All right. Well, let me ask you. How many of them said, "Damn it, 
I wish they had just done this when I was five. The majority of them. Because I will say this for, you know, when when parents divorce younger, um, you at least give the child a fighting chance um, to adapt, to grow up in in that environment of, okay, mom and dad aren't together, but they're still my parents. Right. Co-parenting, I think, is a very important term and and kind of what we're moving towards as a society is so important. If you You, can get your divorce lawyers and their their bank accounts out of your bank account long enough to mediation. Mediation is a very important step. I would always start with that. You're a huge proponent of prenups prenups. because guess what? You can also (laughs) put custody agreements in the Mr. prenup. Mr. shaking his head. He's like, you're 23. What have you done to this child? I'm like, I didn't do anything. But I'm you have just... seen enough people go yes. down in my life around divorce. And it's happening because I'm middle I'm mid I'm middle age right now. And I'm seeing Are a you? lot of... I am. Can you believe that? I'm <gasps> coming up. Well, I think. I mean, if I live to be 100, girl, I only got 50 more years. That's well, weird. how many? 51. Yeah. Well, <laughs> 51 and some change. Yeah, yeah. So it's the middle of my life. Yeah. The middle of my life. <laughs> I'm in my belly. So <laughs> there's a lot of things in my belly that prove that I'm midlife. So, Yikes. yes. Um, okay. But yes. So mediation, prenups, really great because you can put much more than finances. You can put custody agreements. So think about that. You're, na- you're in the happiest stage of your relationship. Right. The honeymoon stage. You love each other so much. You're so excited to plan for these offspring that you're going to have. They should be required. It's almost like waiting until you're until you're suffering with dementia. Yeah. Before you write your will. Yeah. Right. Don't do yeah, that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. That's like, like that's going through divorce. Yeah. yeah don't, don't do, do that. that. Like okay. that's that's not good. But you can put in there the custody agreement while you're in love, while you have yeah. the love between the each other, the buzzies, trust, the respect, the passion, and you still want to pat her butt when you walk by her exactly. in the kitchen. Exactly. You don't yeah. want to like. You know, hit him over the head with a frying pan. (laughs) Like, when you're in love, write these things out. It's important so that if, God forbid, you know, and and again, it's not doomsday planning. I'm not preparing my relationship to fail. I'm just being smart. Okay. Okay. I'm just being wise. And I think it is wise because if the time ever came, God forbid, that's, that's in stone. Yeah. Regardless of how you guys may be feeling about each other, your children are protected. If you're planning on having children... As parents, your number one job is to protect them. I w- agreed. Great point. And I wonder how many people, if the prenup's already in place, and like you said, it's in stone. Okay, it takes the, it takes the, it sucks kind of the, the anger vacuum, mm-hmm. you know, a- out of what could be happening during a contentious season of life, during a divorce. For some people, it might inspire you to stick around <laughs> because it's not going to be in your favor. Or, or, like, I wonder how much of that would allow for for more reconciliation right because it's already there's nothing to fight over legally it's already set i mean people can here's the deal kind of like a will although even in a will situation you can make it my parents did that if any of us fought over my dad's will we were immediately excluded yeah we were excommunicated from the will entirely if we fought if we contested the will we were out all right. So I'm sure there's something you could do with that. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people, it, it's like, oh, you're, like you said, you're setting yourself up. You're you're leaving the door open for divorce. And can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. 
you don't think the divorce the, the door is open for divorce. I was young once too. I said I will never divorce. I would rather go down in flames. <laughs> I would rather <laughs> guns you know, drawn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, bombs I'm, like, I'm not going to be that person because God hates divorce. divorce yeah. It was all about you know I could substantiate that yeah. mantra with the Bible. You know what else and, God hates? Strife. Oh. Causing strife in your children because you're living and hating each other. Even if you're not fighting or yelling at yeah. each other. And some of you are. Some of you are screaming at each other. And yeah. your children can hear that. Even with their yeah, noise-canceling headphones. Right. And the things you say to your friends on your cell phone. And they hear that and too. And they hear that too. Or the things yeah. you say to your children yeah. about your spouse. Yeah. I know. It it's, is it's really bad. gross. It I is agree. really gross. And, you know, and and I, I at the beginning I said, you know, that that's awful because I am in a place right now where everything is rainbows and butterflies mm-hmm. and I'm in love and all these things. And so it's so heartbreaking to think about people spending 20 years of their lives yeah. with someone that they hate. That's heartbreaking. Right. It's not an indictment. It literally breaks my heart to think about people living like that. Well, and then you wonder about the re, you know, the remarriage rates and the divorce rates of the remarriages. And I think the reason why that is is because wherever you go, there you are. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Wherever you go, there you are. And if your marriage had a breakdown, you're part of that problem. Yeah. I don't if the other person cheated. Boy, this is going to tick some people off, but Ooh. if the other person cheated, you have to be able to look in the mirror at yourself and say, did I play a part in not taking care of that person's heart? Yeah. Did I t- play a part in not fulfilling their needs? And some people just turned us off right now because maybe they have been wounded and I listen, I've been on both sides of the coin. Hmm. I've been cheated on and I've been the cheat. And both of it, all of it sucks. Yeah. It's awful. It is defiling. It, it is no fun. Okay. But, but we are humans and we have needs. And if we would learn how to communicate mm. those needs as well as our appreciation for the other person in our lives, so even though important. they don't do it perfectly. Yeah. You're not doing it perfectly either. But if you could stop long enough to communicate and rebuild the trust, I think we're so freaking afraid of each other. And there's a generation of people who have never been taught how that communication really is the key. It's just, you know, you it was the next thing you do. We've been dating. We went to college. We're still dating. And what do you do? The next step, you get married. Right. And then we're going to have babies. And then this. You're going to pay the bills. And then I'm going to retire. And my 401. And all this stuff. And you wake up and you look at each other one day and you go, where did, who are you? Yeah. Who am I? Right. And that's, that's really the issue is is people wake up and look in the mirror and go, where's my life? Where's my joy? Who Mm -hmm. am I? And then resentment starts to build because you've seen half of your life go by Mm -hmm. where you didn't insert your opinions and you should have. You didn't assert your voice when you should have, but you were never really given those skills. You were never told. Here's, here's my thing. Women, I think, are counseled regularly on how to do wifey stuff, right? Oh, on yeah. how to be a great life. Even just in society. Right. I mean, it's it's right. just advertised to us. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's a yeah, there's a whole marketing genre for that, yeah. right? Barbies, the, baby the, dolls, right. I mean, little kitchenette yeah. stuff. Men are taught Tonka trucks how to blow shit up. <laughs> how <laughs> to destroy like everything. Something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, men are taught how to yeah. And yeah. And, and, and hey, more power to you. I want you on the front lines. I don't want to be on the front lines. So, Agreed. you know, do your thing. You're engineering. You're, you know, you're, you're d- the, the, the left and the right hemisphere of life. Okay. We've got it all mapped out. But there can be both. But there, there can absolutely. be. Absolutely. Both. But listen, men, 
you're not going to be an effective warrior without having a comms department. And if you're not communicating with your comms, you're out. You're out mm-hmm. of the game. You are game over. War is is lost. lost. All hope is lost. Right? So there. It, it, so why aren't you? I'll never forget. This is not an indictment on your dad, and we'll move on from this. But <laughs> it, but it, it stuck with me, and hopefully it'll resonate with you as a young woman. I looked at your father, and he was you know, a manager in corporate America. He was a project manager. So he understood meetings mm-hmm. and having teamwork. Mediation, he was also in the military. Yeah. He was an Army guy. Yeah, media. he understood all of that. Communication was super important. Um, but whenever it came to us, mm-hmm. because he felt so inept, he felt like he lacked the skills. And this is going to minister to some of you men. You don't feel like you're adequate enough as it is whenever it comes to interpersonal relationships with women. And whenever I stepped to your father and said, hey, can't, why don't we just have, and I mean, this was completely, we were on good terms, everything's hunky-dory. And I said, hey, what do you think about, uh, I think it was either right before we got married or after. And I said, what do you think about just having like a monthly meeting of the minds where we just kind of meet in the dining room and and just have like a, you know, a board meeting about our relationship? Mm. And he looked at me like I had seven and a half heads and was like, <laughs> why would I want to do that? And I'm like, well, why wouldn't you? I mean, I, I, I maybe you think I'm showing up with a list of things yeah. that you're not doing right. But what if I showed up with a list? We determine what that board meeting looked like. And any good manager of any project knows that you show up with people's strengths. Mm-hmm. As my boss here at my radio station tells me, Monica... I see an opportunity, which means, <laughs> okay, you really suck at this and I know you can be better, so let's work on it, all right? And I'm like, that's cool. But because he, he honestly, he ministers to me with those types mm-hmm. of words, here's an opportunity for you to grow, Well, right? he's coming at you with the respect right. of, of for you and also- And my again, growth curve. Yes, and also believing the best, the best. about yes. you. Very good. So when you are approaching that other person, believing right. full on, like, I know your heart. I know your heart is not to hurt me. I know it is to care for me. Something isn't matching up with what I'm healing, with what I'm hearing or what I'm feeling right, right. now. Um, so let's talk about that. Let's figure out what what am I missing? Because I know you and I know that this is probably a miscommunication, but I'm also responding in a way that I don't like. Right. Because I heard something different. But you have to be, again, you have to be willing and self-aware enough to admit that you heard something different. Yeah. I do that. I'll pause. I'll literally pause our conversations and say, yeah, I don't like how I'm feeling right now. I don't feel good. I don't like what you just said. I don't like how it made me feel. And I don't know why. And I don't know why. let's talk about it. Yeah. But let me figure that out because I don't See, I love that you do that, though, Allie, because most men are so they're like, well, I want to fix it. Let's run. And and they don't feel like again, they don't feel adequately equipped Mm -hmm. to be able to deal with male, female intimacy type conversations like this. And so whenever you say, I don't like the way I feel right now. You know, your boyfriend could very easily go, oh, great, here we go again. Yeah, I can't or start with the excuses right. or yeah. just start babbling. And instead right. of giving me what he does, which is the silence. OK, but let's figure it out. What are you feeling? And then just yeah, he doesn't me... take it personally. No, he doesn't take anything personally, which is so refreshing, um, <laughs> but also annoying because I take everything personally. <laughs> 
I'm I like, why, why can't you be more dramatic? Yes, right, right. Everything's um, about me. Everything. Woe is me, literally. I'm like having a melt, a PMS meltdown last night, and I'm like, woe is me. And he's just presenting me with like facts and rationale, and I'm like, but I don't want it. I just want to cry and feel bad. Frankly, Scarlett, I don't give, give a it damn. <laughs> That's your PMS. Exactly. Take your PMS and shove, shove it. it. <laughs> How many men wish they could say that? Yeah, exactly. We'll say it for you. We get it, fellas. We, we really do. We, we want to say the same thing. I know. We I do. tell my PMS to shove it. Yeah. Like, so. like, I hate you. <laughs> just bear with me. Like, why am I crying right now? There's no reason for tears. But, right. like, it's just coming out. Right. Because your estrogen's like, cry. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Okay, exactly. so speaking of, oh boy, this is a good one. We're going to pivot really quickly. All right, pivot. so how to deal with the newly adult daughter announcing in the new year will mean that she's uh, going to have a new address because she's moving in with her boyfriend. And some <gasps> of you parents are going to have that conversation this Christmas. Oh, yes, you are. What do you say to that? Uh, you know how our conversation would go. <laughs> I know I'm how our like... conversation is gone. Um, yeah, we have had this conversation since you were like, seven yeah playing in your barbie mansion yeah i was like no boys no y'all have y'all had the pr- where's your priest where's the where, where's the pastor <laughs> y'all ain't shacking up even in your barbie mansion oh so i taught gosh. you from a young age that shacking with ken was not gonna cut it yeah and it was not it it was not it y'all it was not um but you know here's the thing um it's hard because as a you know a younger adult i feel like an adult most days um but you know i am on the younger side and especially in college i was still essentially a a child um and you know i made decisions i essentially moved in with my boyfriend at the time i mean we we were basically living together um and yeah i know i know the claws the claws are coming out you know why because i distinctly remember saying Allie, I, know, I know you guys are playing house you gave the warning and i did I not did. heed it and but here's the thing um we had our moments of trying you trying to figure out what your position was yes and you kind of and you and you you tried you were you were kind of supportive and then you i never supported you guys shacking. no but you were you were supportive of me making your own decisions exactly but then wisdom. you also kind of pulled away from that and then you came into it was an ebbing and flowing of figuring things out and all i can say um from my perspective as a young woman um you can always make your point clear as a parent because you are always their parent. You can always have the conversation of, I don't agree with this. Right. And I don't really want to support this choice. Yeah. But also as their parent, don't take your relationship away from them. Oh, uh, no doubt. Because chances are, and, I, and I'm not saying this for everyone, but for me, it really didn't work out. Um, chances are, especially if they're very, very young, it may not work out. Right. But they're going to be that much less inclined to get out if they feel like no one's going to be there to hold them on the other side. Right. That is very true. And daddies, please do not abdicate your authority in their lives Mm -hmm. or your advice. It is so needed. I had a friend recently who reached out and said, God, what do we do? My husband's up in arms. You know, this is happening in our kids' lives. And um, we're not pleased with uh, the decision. And uh, and we think, you know, she knows that. Mm -hmm. But I was like, well, but does she? Have you told her that? Right. Well, I know the mom had, but my my question was more for the father. And get this. 
the fathers are never comfortable having conversations around issues of sex, mm-hmm. around relationships with their daughters. They have been taught that it is off limits. And because we've made every man a pedophile, we've made every man a hashtag me too, you know, a suspect, then I think that really does mess with the psyche of fathers. Not to mention there is a generation of fathers who were raised that that's something that the mother handled, mm-hmm. right? And so, and as fathers, I think men just kind of feel like, hey, man, like I've told you I've asserted at least what I think is right and wrong I've instilled that in you and now it's your turn to go out and fight the war and my answer to that is this when you send your daughters out to battle or your sons and you think that they're fully equipped at the year of 18 years of age you are sadly misguided there and they go to that college campus and they make life altering choices every single day of the week not to mention the weekends and then they end up on couches like mine talking about the abortion they had, the girl they got pregnant, uh, the STD that they now have lifelong, the heartbreak, the mistrust they have of men mm-hmm. and women because of the relationship they had, now the addictions that they have. There are so many things that happen. It angers me to no end. I will say this and on this subject. At where you were concerned, I decided this. I am here as your parent of a, of a college student to remind you of who you are. Mm-hmm. That was what that was the conclusion I came to. Who are you? So every conversation we had, I would just keep pushing you back to who are who you are, mm-hmm. who I know you to be because I raised you. I carried you. So mm-hmm. I know you. And then you gave me room to 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 mold that because right. you do grow up. You do change. You're not exactly who you were whenever you left for college. But. You know, but the core of you Correct. is still because that that actually ticked you off. You were like, "Oh, yeah. you don't you're not giving me any room." Oh, yeah, up. because and I'm, I'm like, Hold "Yeah, on a minute, I know your core." I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, actually, I do know your core values. I know you as a core person. Okay, now how you end up presenting that through your personality mm-hmm. is absolutely going to morph, and your desires and and things that and things that you strive for are going to manifest and grow and evolve. But your core being as a woman, as a person, as a child. I know you because I'm your mom. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, let's revisit this. You know, is this honoring yourself? Is this bringing you joy? Mm-hmm. Is this leading you into a life of righteousness, peace, and joy? Yeah. Is it, you know, that that was my role as your mom. And then you had to answer those questions for yourself. I did. And you've been paying for that choice for yes, the I past have. two years. Yeah. And I, and here's the thing. If you are a young person listening to this, or if you're an older person like me listening to this, I want to encourage you to please, this holiday season, gift yourself with the unbelievable gift of self-forgiveness. Very important. Yeah. I've encouraged you to look back at that 19-year-old girl (laughs) and just have mercy on her because she didn't know what she didn't know. And then she went against what she did know. And that is part of being youthful and silly. And some of us at 48 are youthful and silly we're still making decisions that we know are not good for us because it's it's just your brain maps that way over time whereas Mm -hmm. like you just keep doing it over and over and over again Mm -hmm. but i want to encourage you to maybe the way to stop to get off that hamster wheel of continuing to do self-sabotaging behavior conversations in your head or with other people how it manifests at your job whatever um is to go back and forgive something in your past where all of that started and you made a decision, an agreement. Mm-hmm. You came into agreement with something that was not in your best interest. Listen, if God can forgive you, 
who are you to sit on the throne of judgment and condemnation along with the enemy of your liberty and keep beating the hell out of yourself? Yeah. That is not our role. So I cannot encourage you enough to yeah. go back and forgive yourself as a young woman. It's so important because it just all the guilt does is keep you making the same decisions. Correct. That's all it does. So speaking of guilt and bad decisions, we've got people sitting around the turkey table coming up. OK. Or whatever y'all eat. We eat goose, duck. Ham, German stuff, anything but Greek turkey, stuff, anything but turkey. <laughs> Be honest, nobody likes. The no turkey. one likes. Actually, okay, I will say, Friendsgiving this year, they did a really good job with their turkey. Really, they did. They okay. put a lot. They like a lot of TLC went into that turkey. Nice. Well, it, was it moist? It was. The Everyone's favorite word. word. <laughs> love that word actually it does not bother me at all yeah i don't moist get it. moist moist i don't get it yeah okay so uh if someone's being completely disgusting at the table over the impeachment what do you do oh just i don't know mazel tov. <laughs> give them some wine cheers them give them some food and shut up exactly Bang it harder. It still doesn't make the point that you're not doing it right. That's right. That is Representative <laughs> Doug Collins, <laughs> one of my favorite peeps. He will be on with me actually tomorrow, this Sunday. Nice. And uh, we had a great conversation about impeachment. And, uh, you know, he's, he's listen, people are tired. Yeah. People are tired. And keep that in mind whenever you're dealing with uh, relatives who might be in favor of impeachment. Listen, can I tell you something? Just make up your mind right this second. You are not going to evangelize anyone at your dinner table. That is not your role. If they're for impeachment, let them be for it. If they're against it, let them be against it. Just enjoy each other, right? Because I think you can still do that. And really, if you're in your own home, you need to be directing the conversation because people know better than to come into my house and start some crazy stuff. Yeah, I don't put up with that. I don't either. Like, look, we're we're family here. Yeah. We're friends. Um, we're just we're, we're not going to talk about that. Right. Unless you can behave. I can behave. I can always have a conversation where I agree to disagree. But if you can't behave, then we're not having the conversation. Right. And so, so you know what? Sometimes <laughs> I'm the person who can't behave. I know. <laughs> I know. Full disclosure. So Allie will get on some kind of a, I don't know. Uh, yeah, her little her little left of center, right of center. I'm in the middle. I'm a libertarian. I'm like, girl, you ain't no libertarian. Got a I'm snake an flag on the back of your car. In the back of your Mercedes, you're not a libertarian, trust me. I'm an independent. You're a straight up capitalist. So anyway, yeah, but we are, I'm usually the one who's like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? What about this? Right. And I'm like, well. But you know why? Because I'm so invested in you and I'm like, damn. It, you're my child and I taught you better than that <laughs> and I'm but, like but I also did my own research uh, so I came to my own conclusions uh, yeah well and we agree more often than not on a true. lot of things and the things that we don't agree on we we learn not to talk about <laughs> <laughs> Because why? We love each other. Exactly. Okay, y'all go have a Merry Christmas now, you hear? Yep. Be kind to each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be back next week. Actually, I think you'll be on the air with me this Monday live for three yes. hours on 95.5 FM, WSB Radio out of Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. You can download our app at WSB Radio. And uh, you can also just say, uh, Alexa, play WSB Radio. Right now, all of your Alexas just came on. Scary. I love it. Okay, remember, they're watching. Yes. They're listening. Be kind. Love your neighbor. Beginning with yourself. I'm Frank. I'm Ernest. We love you. We do. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays.